On this episode, Brad and Dude plow through as much of the Heaven Hill products as we can in just over an hour. Two guys, ten bourbons, see what the fellows think on this episode of the Bourbon Hunters. But before we get started, let me tell you about Greenline Goods. This four-year-old company is based in Chicago and creates high-quality etched and printed glassware. Check them out with the link in our Instagram bio and save 15% off using the discount code BOURBONHUNTERS. You can also check them out at greenlinegoods.com. Thank you for taking time out of your day to join us on our hunt for great bourbon. Reward yourself and sit back, grab a pour, kick up your feet, and enjoy. Welcome to another episode of the Bourbon Hunters. I'm Dude Poor. I'm joined by Brett Bryan. And we've also got... Oh, no, Tyler's not here. Shocker there. Yeah, big shocker. Back to the status quo. Back no to Tyler. the status quo. All right. So we uh, decided to do a... We've got. You'll see the picture if you check online, but uh, we've got a pretty decent lineup here today. This is uh, kind of a uh, follow-up to our Buffalo Trace uh, flagship, if you will, or lineup that yeah. we did. This is an uh, Heaven Hill or Evan Williams uh, lineup. Uh, so, a lot of great things coming out of Heaven Hill Distillery. You know what's funny is you don't even think about all the stuff, mm-hmm. just all the stuff that is available from one distillery, um, like Buffalo Trace. You know when we did that, and you had your Buffalo Trace, you have your Benchmark, you have your E. H. Taylor, you have your Eagle Rare. Um, you know all of that stuff. Blantons. I mean, but I mean, honestly, yeah. there's just so much that's coming out of there. I agree. And then you come to a place like Heaven Hill, and you've got you know your you've got your Evan Williams, your Larceny, your Elijah Craig, your Heaven Hill bottled and bond, your Evan Williams twelve, your Evan Williams bottled and bond. You've got your five brothers, your you know Heaven Old Hill Fitz six comes year, out of there. Old Fitz. Henry McKenna comes out of and, there. Yeah. There's a lot of shit that comes out of Heaven Hill. I didn't bring out a Henry McKenna, did I? No, we have a Henry McKenna back here. Oh, is it hidden? Yeah. Oh, it's hiding. That's one of my favorites. I, I recognize that. It looks. It has that old timey look, like on yeah. the, the label. It the looks label, like yeah. almost like a um, like pre prohibition type thing. And then you got Evan Williams single barrel vintage. I mean, then there's the barrel proofs of Elijah Craig and Larceny. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got the heritage, um, you know, uh, the Parker heritage. Those are there as well. You've got the mellow corn, um, the Rittenhouse. You've got uh, just so many. Just a lot of shit coming out of yeah, there. Yeah, sure. there's a ton of stuff all coming coming from Heaven Hill. So we're gonna do our best to plow through a little bit of this tonight. Talk about them. Um, you know, give a little bit of history. I think where it makes sense, and then you know, just enjoy and drink and have yeah. some some good bourbons. So that what was, do you what do you want to start with? You think you think Elijah Craig or Larceny? Yeah, one of those two. Larceny's like a good kept secret for me, right? When yeah. I was... Um, oh, I've even got the Elijah Craig 18 we could That's do true, we yeah. There's an Elijah Craig Rye. I've um, never had the Elijah Craig Rye. You I've know what? never had the Rye. I either. had the Elijah Craig Rye. I didn't think about it. Have you opened it? Yeah, it does not drink like a Rye at all. It's oh, weird. Yeah. It's it, probably it, only 51% corn or something, or a Rye or something. Yeah, I don't remember... Um, but I remember trying it and I'm like, this does not drink like a rye. You've got a Pikesville rye that's available. Uh, I said the Rittenhouse. Good old Pikesville. Um, Bernheim. Uh, that's a weeded whiskey. I forgot about that mm-hmm. one. And then the Heaven Hill, you know, the Heritage Collection, like I mentioned. Um, there's a few different versions of that. You've got the Heavy Char Wheat. You've got the 17-year. I mean, there's a whole bunch of those that have come out. But um, We might have to finish with the 18-year EC. That might yeah. be a good, like... Yeah. I mean, and, and you know, the 18-year is polarizing, in my opinion. A lot of people don't like it. I know Jason from the Mash and Drums is not a big fan of it. Yeah. Even though he said, you know, he, he recognizes that it, for being an 18-year, it is a single barrel. 
which so is sometimes, impressive. Yeah. yeah, and sometimes they're you know they're going there's going to be some variance. Eighteen oh, years in, there's going to be some variance between those. Um, well, think about how many different like weather patterns you could have in eighteen years. Well, yeah, but not only that, but evaporation because yeah. of those weather patterns, and and like you know you might get a really really heavy oaky one, um, and then you might get a really really uh, you know. Not as oaky one, just because maybe it wasn't as hot, or who knows. So, uh, which glass am I using here? I'll use this guy here. All right. I'm just going right back into. And so you're starting off with the Elijah Craig small batch. Yep, just the regular small batch. We this have is... we have the barrel proof. We're not going to do that today, just because we've done some episodes of yeah. that already. Um, this is, in my opinion, a very, very, very underrated pour. I was going to say the same thing. This is one that I will. Um, lead people to when they're trying to get into things and you can always find it on the shelf well here's the thing about it in my opinion it, yeah you're right it's always available but the thing to me is i honestly generally like elijah craig better than buffalo trace and buffalo trace you can't find right and elijah craig is always on the on the shelf no no matter where i've been i've seen elijah craig on the shelf I have had some very good Elijah Craig single barrels. As single well, barrels are good too. Yeah, they're very good, and they're not barrel proofs. They're just just you know, the right. Yeah, I've got proof. a few of those as well. They're so good. I had one from Bourbon Enthusiast that I was like holding on. I might even have a little bit of it left. I but. think I do too. And then I've got some OHLQ ones that are pretty good. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge fan of the OHLQ picks, but there's a few things like their Maker's Mark and the Elijah Craig's that I've enjoyed. Yeah, the, that one Wild Turkey, that Russell's Reserve OHLQ, did not. That was our worst one, yeah, remember? Yeah, I, I just think they have a different palette than what That's, we yeah. like. That's all. Because I, I know a lot of people really, really like the OHLQ stuff. Now, the ones that uh, that um, Jason helped with, I didn't get to touch any of those. And I wonder how those turned mm-hmm. out cause since he got to you know lend his uh, palette. Yeah. And I generally like his palette. Um, so Eliza Craig is their – it's basically their, you know, their flagship. flagship yeah. yeah, so it's um, – you know, it's giving credit to Reverend Elijah Craig, you know, the the bourbon pioneer, supposedly. Um, he is credited in lore, and most people are saying this is not necessarily true, um, but he's credited as being the first distiller to age his whiskey in charred oak barrels. Now, that's the Evan Williams slash Heaven Hill um, lore, if you will. I don't know how true that technically is, just because, you know... Um, a lot of the places you go to say that that was already being done by distilleries in you know Scotland and Europe, and that was a common practice by some people. You know, mm-hmm. just uh, that's what they were saying. It's just you know you hear the stories, and even if you watch Neat, there's some jokes about you know uh, how it started, how it started, yeah. and stuff like that. But um, that's a good documentary. I should rewatch. Yeah, I love it. I usually watch it right before we go on our trip. That's a good idea. That's what I usually do. That's a great idea. Um, and there's a few documentaries that are very informative, but not nearly as Hollywood produced as that one. Mm-hmm. That are really good too. That are on like iTunes and stuff like that. That Bourbon Tucky was good. I really liked yeah, it. Yeah, that was one of them. That was one of them. Um, and when I was painting and doing some stuff over COVID, I got into the Prohibition series. Those were pretty good. There was a three part. I think it was on uh, iTunes or you know uh, Apple TV Apple or whatever. TV, yeah. Um, that was you know. Almost like that. Uh, did you ever see that baseball documentary on Ken Burns? It's the old. It's inning one, inning two, inning three, oh, and, and then they added extra innings at the end after the Boston yeah. Red Sox won. So there's the Ken Burns style documentary mm-hmm. where it's like when you don't have actual video footage, they would do pictures, but the picture is like it's like panned across. Yeah. That's called a Ken Burns style, you know. Okay. Um, and 
you know, there's a few um, documentaries that are similar to that, and I think that's a pretty common go-to style when you have old, old, old stuff without the actual video to go with mm-hmm. it, and just maybe news cli- newspaper clippings, old pictures, stuff like that. Yeah, I know what you mean by that, like and, slow. Yeah, and the then they cut to the people photo. talking and, yeah. and stuff like that, and that's you know kind of how that prohibition one was, and it was really, really good, even though you know you didn't have a lot of video, so that was kind of cool. Let's nose into this and, and take a drink of it. Very classic, like brown sugar caramel for me. Yeah, I, I feel like I get that from Elijah Craig, you know, all the time, and that's you know that's probably why I like it so much because that is a pretty, uh, pretty standout note for mm-hmm. me with Elijah Craig. And then diving in, you know, I, I definitely get that same thing. Mm-hmm. Agree. Um. Yeah, this is, I mean, and I there, there's something about this one today, and maybe it's just my palate today, but I, I get almost like a little bit of a dusty funk today, which is not an off-putting thing. It's a, I, I welcome that a lot of times. Um, makes it taste a little older than it might really be, you know? Well, these like, are like seven or eight years old, I think. Yeah, I think. If I remember I think the barrel proofs are 12 years old. These might even be 12 years old. I don't, it might say on the side. That's what I was looking for. Like, it's a very underrated for the price of it and the age on it, it's very underrated. Yeah, it says 8 to 12 years old. Yeah. 8 to 12 years old. For a freaking, what is this? This is less than 30, isn't it? I think it? it's like 20, 23 to 26 I was thinking like 25, like something yeah. like that. Yeah. To think that you can get, you know, at minimum an 8-year-old bourbon for $25 that tastes as, you know, readily available. Yeah. And it's a small batch, which means, you know, they, they are blending or, or mingling or whatever you want to call it barrels together to achieve a consistent uh, palette or, you know, profile yeah. from from bottle to bottle. And I feel like they do a pretty damn good job. And, and Buffalo oh, yeah. Trace does a good job with that, too. Like, I, I feel like every time I have a bottle of Buffalo Trace, I'm getting the same flavor. Well, those are, what, four to five years old? And, you know, this is, is it older than that? About four years old? It's it's around six, I believe. Okay. I, it could be six. I think it might be six to eight. And then you've got your Eagle Rare that's up to ten, that's ten or more. Yeah. Um, just the age on this. You know what I'm saying? Like, kind of like you said, everyone goes crazy over Buffalo Trace. Like, just flagship Buffalo Trace. And that's Trace. what I mean. And not that Buffalo Trace isn't good, because it is. But... There's things equally or, you know, better out there that yeah. are readily available. I just... I think that for me... <clears throat> You get the ability to walk into a liquor store and know that you're going to be able to find Elijah Craig mm-hmm. and walk away with a great bourbon and have no issue with uh, showing up somewhere. If you're going to a place where people don't know bourbon, then you're not wasting your money you know, buying an expensive bottle for people who don't know or appreciate what they're drinking. And then if you're going to a place where you have, you know, bourbon heads or flippers or taters or <laughs> or even, you know, just people that are really big bourbon enthusiasts, they're going to appreciate an Elijah Craig bottle too. Agree. I, you're never going to go wrong showing up anywhere with Elijah Craig. Because like I said, if they don't appreciate bourbon, then mix it with Coke. <laughs> and that's $25, $26. Right. So what? Um, you know, or ice it down or whatever you want to do, however you drink it. So I think, you know, like I said, and I just had it and I, I haven't had a standard Elijah Craig in months, probably. Same. So revisiting it now after, cause I mean, most of the time, what do you, when you drink at home, what are you drinking right now? I mean, not necessarily brand, but barrel proofs for the most part. Um, 
Yeah, I, I mean, I drink a lot of barrel proofs. It's funny, the other night I actually pulled out my Henry McKenna. Yeah, um, after we had it. After we yeah. had it. So I've been, I was drinking on that. And then I had a couple anchors that I've been pulling off too. So like I've been right you've, now. It's you've not seen my all normal. the ones I've been yeah. killing lately. Yeah, it's not my normal um, drinking style. Just again trying to chip away at some things. Right before our trip, mm-hmm. I, I I did the same thing. So I was sending it in our little text group or whatever. But I think I killed like seven bottles over the <laughs> over the span of like two and a half three weeks because I had just a whole bunch of bottles that were just sitting around with anchors in them. And I'm like, why am I holding on to these? I mean, they're good, but right. a lot of everything I have is good. You know, it's just kind of why, why I don't need to hold on to it. Um, to me, more than anything, the bottles generally mean a memory more than a flavor. Oh, absolutely. Like, oh, yeah, I got this here. Oh, yeah, that's right. You know, when we drank out of that, it was, you know, something or other. But, like, I, I don't know. That's For me, that's, that's generally why I will hold on to a bottle more than mm-hmm. anything else. Like those very fine r- rares. I don't drink from those very often, even though I enjoy them, just because it reminded me of that freaking scramble we went through the bo- the bourbon uh, trip a couple years ago. Well, that's my infinity bottle, too, is the very fine You used that bottle? Yeah, because I'm like, you know what? We killed this. It's just kind of a cool little, you know. Yeah, and that was our first and... Bardstown bottle kill was one of those. Yeah. So that was a, that that was was a good time. Yeah. Um, what do you want to do? You want to you want to jump over to Larceny and go Weeded real quick? I was going to say that just because they're kind of on the same level. I know we're switching to Weeded, but they're yeah, also I mean, kind we're of going the ninety four to ninety two proof. They're right around base. that same yeah ballpark, so that makes sense. Um, so Larceny is a little bit different. You've got um, with Eliza Craig, you're drinking a um, corn. You know, uh, sorry, they're all bourbon, so they're all corn based. But uh, Eliza Craig is a rye. Um, Bourbon and then uh, Larceny is a weeded Use this one. bourbon. Sorry, I haven't rinsed that one yet, but I have rinsed this one. So Larceny is a weeded bourbon, and uh, that which means the secondary grain uh, is wheat. So for all bourbons, that means they have to be fifty-one percent corn or more. Fifty-one percent or more, I should say, corn to be a bourbon. So when you hear people talk about a rye-based bourbon or a wheat-based bourbon they're talking about what that secondary grain is. And a lot of times, again, I know I keep saying like, cause people, I get a lot of questions about bourbon. I'll kind of push them towards weeded sometimes in the beginning. Yeah. Um, cause they're a little, I hate to use the word smooth. They're just not as harsh. Yeah. They're, they're a little, um, easier, less offensive. Yeah. Yes. They, they, they are a little more, um, I, I don't know if sweet's the right word, but, um, now the, the problem with weeded whiskeys and weeded bourbons is they take a little longer to mature, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, they do have that, uh, I guess, you know, softer edges, if you will. Um, you know, they're they're not as rough around the edges. And again, Larceny, so one of our absolute favorite drinks, right? The Bourbon Bacon Beautiful is made with Larceny. Yeah, yeah. So. so the Larceny, um, the Larceny bourbon, which I, I really enjoy. Um, now, the barrel proofs of the Larceny can be very, 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 very much hit or miss. Yeah. Remember that episode we did, like the differences in all yeah, of them? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but Larceny is, uh, it goes back to the uh, history of John E. Fitzgerald and the old Fitzgerald brand. So um, they they select a limited number of barrels from a specific floor locations in the rickhouse for the Larceny six-year-old taste profile. So, you know, with the tradition of old Fitzgerald using wheat in place of rye as the secondary grain in the mash bill, Um, so it uses more wheat than any of its competitors for a softer, rounder character is what they say. So, um, 
the whole story behind larceny and what's what's neat for me is is so like uh and I don't know how true the story is about, you know, the, the larceny and the reason it was called larceny and all that is um, they've got uh, the key on the front. So if you look at the bottle, there's a keyhole on the front mm-hmm. and there's a key on the back. So if you hold it up and look at it through the glass, you see the key. And there's little keys kind of hidden throughout, right? There's like a couple little keys up here at the top of the bottle and the band of the neck. Yeah. There's some keys. But one of the things I really, really like, and I never knew this at first, is when you hold the bottle and look through it, and you look through the keyhole, there's a key on the other side of the yeah. bottle, which I is really I didn't know that until you pointed it out, honestly. Oh, you didn't? Like, not today, but like... Before. Yeah, before. I think I learned it from when we did the bottle your own or do you, you know... Uh, the you do bourbon, you do bourbon experience when you got to bottle your own and do your own label, and we got to watch Tyler fumble around and, and act like an idiot and not know what he was doing. I was waiting for Banks to step on the power strip and turn off the power. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't. No, he didn't. He's he's being awfully active today. Yeah, and very inquisitive. I'm not sure what's going on, but um. So anyway, the uh, the larceny is. Uh, there's a story supposedly how a guy who was one of the bond the bond uh, guardsmen or whatever you want to call it, bottled and bond guardsmen or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Somehow he would use his keys to go in and, and basically thieve from yeah. the different barrels. And there was some larceny aspect to it or the, I, I don't know exactly the, the full, the full story behind it, but it was, you know, something to that uh, effect and that's how they named it. So this is really good. I, I took a dive while you were talking. Oh, did I'm you? sorry. All right. That's fine. What do you get on the nose? The though? nose was similar similar to the, um, Elijah, the Craig? Elijah Craig. Yeah, sorry. It was similar to that. But the palate, it definitely um it's easier on the palate. I don't know how else to describe it than that. I don't I hate using that word smooth. Um but it's just it has a longer finish for me too than the Elijah Craig did. I I don't know. For and this just could be today, right? I don't know. You know, I had some soup for dinner. Maybe that's what's getting to me, but I like this a lot. What kind of soup did you have? Um potato soup. Like a potato chowder. German potato soup? It's more of like a potato chowder. Oh. God, yeah, this is good. Damn. Isn't this really good? This is just like hitting the spot for me right now. It is. I haven't haven't had a Larceny regular barrel uh, or regular shelfer in a long time. Same. It's one that I need to like to have in my collection more often, but it's like you walk past it on the shelf and you're like, oh, I'll get one of those next time. Like, I don't need that. I can always get it. And I guarantee it's, it's the same thing if it was one of those ones where it was harder to find. Then we would be, we'd all be after it. Like, oh man, we got to get one of those larcenies. You know, I love their barrel proof, the larceny barrel proof. Well, they're to me, they're hit and miss. Some they of the, are. Some of the larceny barrel proofs are terrible. But I, they're single terrible's barrels. Terrible's not. Terrible's not. Uh, no, they're not. They're not. Oh, they're not. They're no, blended. They're, batch. they're just oh. like the Elijah Craig. Some of them are uh, more harsh. Yeah. You know what I mean. And it, it's they're just inconsistent. Whereas the Elijah Craig uh, barrel proofs are a lot more consistent, but you know they are different from batch to batch. The larcenies are just sometimes they're just inconsistent and they're just not as uh, good. Yeah, that's all. This is hitting me in the back of the tongue in all the right spots. Yeah, this is fantastic. This is like I could sip on this, you know, watching a game, you know, just just a long, you know, drinking this all night. This is good. I Mm -hmm. I always forget how much I enjoy larceny. Same. And it's funny because I, you know, I drink Maker's Mark. Um, like in fact, this last weekend I was at the bar, we were drinking, I was drinking Maker's Mark, um, the barn actually right by on, um, over by Tuttle. Oh yeah. They, they're so cheap. 
So I don't, cheap. I don't know if I've been there. I know I've oh, heard you talk about it. They but. always have live music there on one or one or two nights a weekend. And, you know, you go there, and even if you don't feel like dancing, they had a band there called Radio Tramps this last weekend. It's a good name. And they were playing some decent music. And you go there, and so we had gone to Penn's, and I got a I got a, um, an old-fashioned. drink. Yeah. <laughs> I got an old-fashioned, and Trina got a uh, Tito's on the Rocks. And it was like twenty eight dollars. Shocker! No, this even is, their beer. This is a shocker. <laughs> uh, and then we we had just come from dinner where her drink was thirteen, mine was fourteen, so wow. twenty seven dollars. Um, so right there, we're already fifty some oh, dollars, yeah. you know, into the <clears throat> night on just a drink each mm-hmm. or two drinks each, two, I should yeah. say. And then we go to the barn, and we I we get the I get a maker's neat. She gets a Tito's on the rocks. First off, they give her a freaking hell of a pour. Like I was like, damn. As they should. Pour. Tito's is cheap. Yeah, and my my pour was pretty decent too. I got mine neat, so you can see technically how much it really is. Yeah. Hers, you know, they could hide it with rocks, but right. like, um, but but the bill was thirteen dollars. <laughs> As it should be, like. I know for cocktails are very like trendy right now too. Like I know cocktails have always yeah, they been, are, but they are. But still, like generally, some of the prices but on generally these. the cocktails they hide their, they they usually unless it's some sort of signature cocktail, they usually hide their well bourbons and their well you know mm-hmm. alcohols into the into the the drinks. Like they just used uh, standard Evan Williams. In my drink, it was the standard black label Evan Williams, and they charged you sixteen dollars or fourteen or whatever. Yeah, it was like fifteen dollars, I think, for my for my drink, and and it was just a yeah, and and they didn't garnish it. I got no orange. I got I did get a cherry in the bottom of it, Um, but we went to uh, we went to Penn's Mechanical and played pinball. We hadn't played pinball in forever. Yeah, pinball's fun. Yeah, and uh, well, we were going to do the pins, like play the the, do the little duck bowling. The weight's crazy anymore. But it was it was an hour and a half wait. Yeah, and we weren't we didn't plan on staying there that long, so we just took our we took some dollar bills over and uh, started playing uh, pinball. And we played uh, Simpson. No, not Simpsons. Um, We played uh, Stranger Things. Oh, that's fun. Uh, pinball. We did uh, one Jurassic Park. We did a Star Wars, and we oh Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's what it was. Oh, that's a good one too. We did a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That was fun. Um, but we played, and that had a little pizza that would spin around on the thing and yeah. uh, and change the direction of your ball a little bit. There's always a nostalgia with pinball for me. Oh, like yeah. I go to the ones they had one that um, you probably remember this. Remember like No Fear, the clothing line. Mm-hmm. They had an old like '90s No Fear pinball machine, and I was like, that is so cool. I was obsessed with like No Fear sports yeah. gear and all that shit. And I played that one. Well, it was just neat. Like, they all had... So they were all newer age electronic type pinball machines, not just analog, you know, pins and bumpers. So they have, like, they had a Death Star in the Star Wars one. They had the Demogorgon in the Stranger Things one. Yeah. They had the the van and a pizza, spinning pizza, and (laughs) a whole bunch of things in the... um, in the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and they had a T Rex in the Jurassic Park one. I mean, it was it was neat. Yeah. They had they had some really cool things. Um, I did it did make me remember I'm not good at pinball. My uncle growing up, he had a pinball machine in his basement. We would we would spend hours on that thing. Obviously, he had it on like free play. Yeah, and it was probably the best like babysitter ever. Like put the kids in the basement to play pinball forever. Well, we were walking out of pens through 16 bit, and I didn't realize all the games there were free. Yeah, and 16 bit they are. Some of those games are, are pretty bad, like pretty rough. Oh, you know what I mean? Donkey Kong, old. I went over, I was like, oh, Donkey Kong. And then, but we were on our way out and I was like, yeah. damn it. I love Donkey Kong. 
And then they have some cool um, kind of setup against the wall, too. It'll be like a Sega or Nintendo. They're emulators. They're not like the yeah, original yeah, yeah. ones. And they'll have like 100 games built in. So like you can the main play, machines? The, yeah. Yeah, you can play all I kinds of stuff. I want to build one of those at some point. I have uh, my home theater PC. I have it built into it. No, I, I want to build a main machine. That oh, oh, gotcha. So it's like it looks like an arcade machine. Like a console, yeah. But it's all built up and around your mm-hmm. little it, – so it's got the console with the joystick yeah. and everything and the buttons built in. And build it out for like a game that requires like, you know, four to six buttons or something. Mm-hmm. And then you can play whatever. I want to build one of those. At That'd some be point. fun. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be a neat little addition down here somewhere. I don't know where I'd put it, but I somewhere down here. Start knocking out walls. To be honest, I, I want to redo this whole basement. <laughs> Not that room. Right. Understandable. So I want to make, what I want to do is I want to make this room my podcast room. Mm-hmm. Like maybe. I'm not even sure about that actually, but I, I want to leave that where it is. I want to. I was thinking about building my office and a podcast area into the same space. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then we could sit around it and have a table and and whatever, and have TVs around it and stuff, so you could watch. But have it be multifunctional somehow. Yeah, and sometimes you could even have it so like the podcast goes right to like your hard drive, and you don't have to like transfer things, and you could do it a couple. Yeah, of ways. I mean you can do that if I need it. I don't know that I need yeah. to, but yeah, that would be nice too. And you always have that for like portable stuff, right? Yeah, when yeah, you go places. Right. So uh, larceny. I I like the larceny better than Elijah Craig tonight. tonight. That may not be every night, yeah. but tonight. I mean that's not a bad. It's not a knock on Elijah Craig at Mm-mm. all. Nope, tonight, I, that's just what I'm feeling, man. Yeah, I like Elijah Craig still. Still yeah. like it. But, yeah, I agree with you. Right now, that larceny just hit perfectly. Just hit the spot. Yeah. Yep, agree. Um, which is which is <clears throat> disheartening because I think it's the only weeder we have here. <laughs> the rest are going to be rye-based uh, bourbons. So have I even opened that 1783? Um, if not, open it up. Let's let's dive into it. Yes, I was going to say that the volume looks low, but the label didn't. But yes, it yeah, has. that's why I wasn't sure. I couldn't tell. So we're going to jump now. Brands, it's still the same distillery, but brands over to Evan, Evan Williams. So Evan Williams Small Batch, seventeen eighty three, another shelfer. Mm-hmm. This is one that's again all of these, with the exception of the Evan Williams Single Barrel Vintage. And a couple of the other ones, I guess, the Heaven Hill Bottle and Bond, the Green That's Label, Evan Williams, seven, like. Six Year. Those are tough to find. But I think for the most part, all of these are easy to find unless they're like a distillery exclusive like the Five Brothers and stuff like that. I feel like um, Henry McKenna is getting harder to find. Well, Henry McKenna is – it's become a little more allocated. It's on my it list. It sells of, out the day of usually. Yeah. It's um, on my list of things to try and find. You, If you don't find it at the distillery, we're not finding it. <clears throat> I mean, generally speaking. Yeah. And if you do, it's going to be in Kentucky. It'll Overpriced. be more expensive. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, 1783 is basically the year that uh, uh, Evan Williams founded Kentucky's first distillery. Okay. So, uh, it's pulled from less than 300 barrels. So, it truly is a small batch. Oh, I didn't realize that. Um, extra aged small batch bourbon. And, like in 2019, for example, they won the. Uh, the Consumer's Sip Award, and it's six to eight years old. It's 90 proof. Um, I generally, and I, I haven't tasted this or smelled this yet, but I usually get a lot of, uh, you You may like it because you get like the sautéed kind of butter on the oh, nose. Oh, yeah, I do. Like a, like when you take butter, when I'm making like the roux for a, for a, a mac and cheese, that's kind of the smell I get. You know, like a little flour yeah. or some butter, you cook I, it down a little bit. And I agree. It's like a 
like you said, it's it's not just like a it's not a buttery toffee like dessert type thing. It's more of a <clears throat> like a sauteed butter. You're cooking, you know, butter in a pan. Yeah, and I get it, like in the back of it, like bringing up the rear is a little bit of corn. I should probably rinse my palate mm. real quick and take a sip of water. Get a little bit of honey on the uh, palate. Oh, really? It's funny, Evan Williams, so when I was in college, there were a few like bourbons that I would drink. And again, poor college kid, I'm buying the cheap stuff. It was just regular Evan Williams. You know what I mean? Like Black Label, Evan Williams. That was one I would buy all the time. Yeah. I liked it. And Ezra Brooks, which is a different Ezra Brooks now that Lux Rope well, purchased. I think they still have the Ezra Brooks uh, bottom of the barrel Yeah, available. It, it was just regular old Ezra Brooks and Evan Williams. Those were the two I would always buy. And a lot of times I would lean toward Ezra Brooks just because it had a cork and the Evan Williams had a twist off. And I, I thought a, a cork was like the coolest thing ever. Yeah. But I think that bottle was like 13 bucks. And like the Evan Williams was less than 20. It might have been 15 or 16. I get a little bit of uh, honey on this. I do too. It. It falls a little flat for me. I wish it... Yeah, um, it's not super complex. I wish like it, it... It hits your tongue and then kind of dies off. It, it, yeah, it dies off yeah, quickly. I agree. I wish that it lasts... It, it's a great flavor. It just... It drops off very quick. I wish it lasted a little bit longer. Like, But the flavors that are there are good when they're yeah, there. Yeah, agree. But you're right. It does like die off kind of quickly. Yeah. I agree with that. Like the Larceny, it, it lingered longer, right? It, it coated my tongue better and it stayed in my on my palate longer. Yes, yeah, agreed. It just, you know, it's That's there and gone. I guess you just have to drink more, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say that we are doing a lot of lower proof stuff right now, so mm-hmm. that could be part of the reason we free, feel like it's dying off quickly. But I, I think that flavor-wise, there's just not... Uh, it's 86 proof. Yeah. Oh, yeah. this is a sour mash, too. That's not a 90 proof? It says 86 on it. Oh, wow, because the new... The current seven, Evan Williams 1783 is a 90 <clears throat> proof. Yeah, this is... Uh, That's funny. So this is an older... This must be an older one for sure. I've had it for a while, so that makes sense. Um, that's interesting that, that it is a uh, lower proof. I say we, uh, I say we attack the the five brothers next, yeah. which is a it was a distillery exclusive. I don't know. I, I think it's just a Kentucky exclusive now. Um, I feel like um, I was really excited to get this, and then I never heard anything about it. Like, well, I think most people have said it's a little disappointing. Compared, like for the buildup that it was, mm-hmm. and from what I understand, and I, I'm I'm spitballing right now. I'm not looking at it in front of me, but because there were five brothers, I think they pick five different ages of bourbons to add in together to mingle. Yeah, and it's a pretty wide variety. I don't know if the story is on the back of this. Let me let me see what uh, if I can find five brothers info on here. Let me. Let it me says see this here. is an artful blend of five different ages, ranging from five to nine years. Oh well, you know we could have done one of the. Uh, we could have done the uh, grenade. Forgot about that. Oh yeah, man, those are harsh. The Some one I have—they're single barrels, so they, they they vary, but they are harsh. You're right because they're a little younger. The one that I have is harsh, I should say, and yeah. I, I only have one. And for the price, you know what I mean? They're really small. Yeah, they're. It's like uh, I don't know if I'll get another one. So this is a 90 proof bourbon. This is the Five Brothers bourbon. It's exclusive, from what I understand, to the uh, uh, Kentucky. And you can generally get it at the beginning of the day at the distillery, and then it sells out. Um, It's five to nine years old. It's 90 proof. 
And their story is basically, it's a callback to the beginnings of Heaven Hill's award-winning portfolio and pays homage to the five founding brothers. Featuring their traditional bourbon mash bill, it is bottled at 90 proof and aged from five to nine years to represent each founding brother. So there's a five-year, a six-year, a seven-year, an eight-year, and a nine-year. That's five. Yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking there. The most striking detail of the premium bottle is the face label feature of a black and white photo of the five Shapira brothers when they were in their 20s and early 30s. David, Ed, Gary, George, and Mose. And uh, the rest of it's just marketing BS. But, um, <laughs> you know, it does have the tax strip and all that stuff. It is a nice-looking bottle. I do like Agreed. how the front of the bottle is, like, flat. Yes. And the rest of it's, like, yeah, rounded. rounded. That's yeah. kind of neat. It's almost uh, reminiscent of the... Um, What's the green, uh, the new one that's uh, shit? Um, ah, son of a bitch. I just forgot. It's a cool green bottle. River. I, I think agree. Green River is the name of it, I believe. Green River has a similar type of uh, bottle. It has a picture of all the brothers on the front, too. And like they're, I don't know if this is like actually their signatures from back in the day because no they idea. all look pretty yeah. similar, so I doubt it. Um, it says this release is unique to Heaven Hill Bourbon Experience and Select. Kentucky retailers. So it's a limited mm. Kentucky retailer availability, uh, but it is available at the Heaven Hill Bourbon Experience in Bardstown. That's where I bought mine. Um, what do you get? Uh, what do you get on the nose? I would have to smell it. Hold on. Yeah, that, that <laughs> usually helps. Oh, I do get a nuttiness. A little bit of brown sugar. Yeah, there's. It's not super. It's not overwhelming. Yeah, there's not a lot of nose to it, but what I do get, there's a little bit of nut, a little bit of brown sugar. That's all I'm getting. I'm not getting anything else. I'm not getting much of Same. Uh, I'm not getting a lot on this. Um, trying both nostrils just to see, but yeah. Yeah, that's all I'm getting. Let's hope the uh, taste on this is a little more exciting than when I first had it. I feel like I remember being a little oaky. Which surprised me because of the age. Of I the figured age. it would be, you know, only like nine year being the oldest. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, it's oaky. So. It's tobacco, like sweet oak. So, yeah. What's interesting to me about this one, and follow along with me on this and see if you agree. Mm -hmm. I don't get much on the front. Yeah, but then as it travels the tongue, it blooms up a little bit. I get oak, tobacco. It becomes a little more complex as it goes, but it, it's like flat on the front. It's like the opposite of what did we have that was um, the 1783. Yeah, so it's the opposite of the 1783. Whereas that hit the front of my tongue and was like, "Ooh, yeah, this is nice," mm -hmm. and then it just disappeared. This one blooms as it goes across the tongue. Starts from nothing to me. I don't yeah. get much on the front at all, but as it goes back, I get I get the. Uh, it's almost like a warmth and like spicy, oaky tobacco. I get a lot of sweet tobacco for me on this. Yeah. <clears throat> and it hits it, the sweet tobacco is all in the back of my tongue. It's better than I remember. I will tell you that. I, for some I, reason. I'm thinking the same thing. Yeah. And I think it's because of the finish. And it might be just because we just had it after the Evan Williams 1783. Very possible. But I remember the first time I had this. And I think I've only had this once. You see how much is left out of my bottle. Mm-hmm. But I'm really enjoying this a lot more than the first time I ever had it. I'm pleasantly surprised. I was expecting not much. so I agree. It's better than mm. I remember, for sure. I get a little bit of butterscotch on the finish. On that last drink, 
it almost uh, the the tobacco kind of became butterscotch to me. Okay. Hmm. All right. Yes, for me it's still a lot of just like oak tobacco, which I like. Yeah. No. I what I'm getting in this flavor profile is nothing about it. If, am I disliking? I'm actually, like I said, I'm pleasantly surprised in the sense that I don't remember enjoying this like I'm enjoying it right now. So speaking of the you do bourbon experience, is it four that you get to try and then you pick from there? Well, or? originally there was four. Okay. There was Bernheim Barrel Proof. There was Larceny Barrel Proof. There was Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. And then they had a fourth one, which was just called Heaven Hill. Okay. I have heard, and when I went back there, so I've been there twice now. Mm-hmm. I went with our trip that you didn't get to go on. Yeah. And then I went back with Jason from the Mash and Drum. Yeah. Uh, we went and did Lux Row, and then we went and did You Do Bourbon after that was over. And that <clears throat> time they didn't have the Heaven Hill. So they just they had, only the had the three. three. And we were a little upset. Disappointed. Yeah, well, just because it, the price didn't change. Right. So if the price didn't, like... Because you still pay for the bottle, too, in addition yes. to the experience. Yeah, and I'll get into that. But like, what was upsetting is you only got three tastes, and they didn't change the price. Agree. We're doing it again in December. Mm-hmm. And I did it mainly because I... En- like, Even if there's only three, generally you're going to get one out of the three that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, both times I've done it, the Bernheim wasn't that good. It tasted like wet leaves. Ugh. And then... But what's funny is the regular Bernheim that's not barrel-proof, and that's why it's kind of a big draw is it's the only barrel-proof Bernheim. You can't, oh, that's a good point. You can't get it anywhere else like that. Supposedly, they're productizing it sometime this year if they haven't already. But the Bernheim, just, I don't know. The regular weeded whiskey is really good. But the barrel-proof version of it was just not good at all. Like all the tasting notes and stuff like that that they put on the on the board there – I didn't taste any of it. Like maybe toast. I think they had toast as one of them. And I was like, yeah, toast followed by burnt leaves <laughs> or wet leaves. Um, now, so I will say the first time I went there, my total expectation was to get a larceny barrel proof. Tasted terrible. Wow. The Bernheim tasted terrible. So it was between the Elijah Craig and the Heaven, Heaven Hill. Hill. Heaven Hill won out on, on that for me that day. Um, but I ended up talking them into letting me buy two. That's nice. Doesn't happen very often. Yeah. I gave him a sob story about you, actually. <laughs> and your dog. And yeah. Yeah. Oh, don't remind me. So, because we had already paid for it. <clears throat> oh, So gotcha. he was like, well, you guys already paid. May so as well. Yeah. That's, yeah. So he let me do a second one. So I got an Elijah Craig and I got uh, the Heaven Hill. Okay. And then the second time I went back, the Larceny was actually really good. That, yeah. that batch was actually really good. And they're not single barrels. They're batched barrel proofs. Would they let you blend or no? No, you can't. Not the question. You, no. Well, I, don't, I didn't ask. Okay. But it's not part of the description. So the way it works is you go in, you taste the, the, the four or three or whatever they have available, you decide which one you like, and then you go in and you bottle it if you want to bottle it. Right. But like you said, you have to pay for that. So you, you may just do the tasting experience and not bottle. And be like, I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to. But anything. they don't mark it up. So it's just the cost of whatever a regular Larceny Barrel Proof or Elijah Craig yeah. Barrel Proof would be. Maybe, maybe five bucks more. Maybe. I don't know. But it's it's reasonable. 
you know. Which those are hard to find. So right, that's that was my thinking as well. And it's nice you get to taste before you purchase. Like I hate when you exactly. You that, know. that was the other part that I was a big fan of. The way they did it was pretty good, and it was done. It, it was well done. You walk in. They have it all set out in front of you. You've got four glasses in front of you already pre-filled from those batches. You get, uh, like, all the tasting notes are given to you if you want them. You have a tasting. uh, They give you a notebook and a pen that you get to keep. And, um, you know, you can take down your own notes. And then if you decide to buy a bottle, you go into the next room. And the way it works is you pull the lever, it fills it up. And then you put the bottle underneath it, and then you release the lever, and it pours it into the bottle. So I don't think you could blend. Uh, I don't I think see. they would let you. Yeah. I'm not going to say they won't let you, but I I can't imagine how it would work. Yeah. Well, and it would be hard. You couldn't be like, hey, to can guess. I get another little sample yeah. right, to blend these? Yeah. Well, to guess the amount to let into the thing before you fill it into the bottle, I don't know how they would allow you to – or you'd have to be a damn wizard <laughs> is all I'm saying to get it right. I say we do – what do you want to do next? I, I'd say we do the McKenna again. So I was kind of thinking, and I'm not sure how much more we're doing, right? I mean, we're just doing little sips, so we could yeah. do as many as we want, and it's all low proof. So, But I was thinking if we want to start doing like age things, right, like McKenna's the 10, then yeah. the 12, then yeah. you could do the 18. Yeah, let's do that. Let's you know do what the I mean? McKenna. Let's do the McKenna. Um. And then that Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is actually that's a good one. So is the Evan Williams Bottled and Bond. But do you want to do one of those before we start doing older stuff? Yeah, let's do the Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond. Okay, let's do a little. Let's do a little Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond and Evan Williams Bottled and Bond little taste off. Just little little taste okay. off. Here, I've got some clean glasses. Yeah, over I here, do. So let right me here. rotate. And let's pour those both at the same time. I'm cool with that. And then that way we can kind of. These are some smaller pours. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm fine with that. We're doing a lot. We've got 10 bottles on the table right now. <laughs> I know the pressure's on. Don't fuck these up. No, you're fine, man. All right. So I, to be honest, I've, I've taken... So we're going to go heaven. What do you call it? Like some introspection. Is that right? Mm. Like looking... Oh, yeah, yeah. I, on my own bourbon collection, and I'm just like, what the fuck am I doing? I've got so many bottles. I'm not getting through all this on my own. I've got to have some ragers. Like, I've got to host some ragers to get through my To bo- get my- rid, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's and it's almost like I feel there's like a sense of selfishness that I feel like that I've got all this bourbon. And now I will say 90% of my bottles are open. Right. It's not like I'm hoarding them and not drinking them. I'm drinking them, but Fuck. I know what you mean. I've I've made a point to kind of dwindle my collection. So the Evan Williams is on the right, okay, the Heaven Hill is on the left. Okay. Um, I've made a point to try and dwindle my I'm collection into well. things that I really enjoy. Um, in the beginning, some of it was just like the thrill of trying to find certain things. Yeah, and I'm still and, there. Yes. I'm still there. But some of it... Um, I kind of know my taste profile better. Me too. And it's like, ah. Uh, but we're like, we're still getting stuff sent to us from distilleries. Like we got yeah. that that uh, Filmland Spirits stuff mm-hmm. that came today. That's a cool bottle. That's Very a cool really bottle. cool bottle. I'm actually pleasantly surprised at how nice the bottle looks. Yeah. I thought it was going to look kind of cheap and whatever. So I'm actually excited <clears throat> to have. So January 9th, we're having them on the show. That'll probably publish that week, depending on. Because that'll be our probably our first one back from the new season. Yeah. That'll be our first one after b- probably the two Bardstown episode, Bottle Kill episodes mm-hmm. that we do. Um, 
So that'll probably be our first ones of season four. That'll be good. That'll be a good way to start it off. Yeah. I almost wanted to do it as a primer tonight just to get it open and let but yeah, I might we can do always that. do that some other time. Yeah, another time. Yeah, we got a month. So or two months. Shit, three months almost. Two and a half. Yeah, it's just October. Yeah. Mid October. Yeah. All right. So we've got Evan Williams on the right. Let's start with that one. Okay. That's the cheaper of the two. Now, if I remember, I have to dig deep in the archive. We did this in the budget bottled and bond we episode. Did. And it did okay. And it, yeah. it finished like second place, maybe? It might have been. It was pretty high yeah. that, that it finished. The one that you thought everything was early times? That's correct, yeah. <laughs> so this is the... Evan Williams is the second largest Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey that's sold. This is the Period? Not or? this one. Okay. Evan Evan Williams. But you mean the regular black labeled Evan Williams. This is the hundred proof version of that. Gotcha. Um it's aged for at least four years. So we know it's four years old. They say it's four years old. They don't say four plus. So I'm assuming at four years they say, okay, let's bottle it up. <laughs> but um so if you don't know what bottled and bond is, it means it has to be four years old at least. It can be over four years old, but it has. To, you'll see that with Henry McKenna because that's also bottled and bond, mm-hmm. but it's ten years. Um, it has to be at least ten, or sorry, four years old, and it has to be one hundred proof exactly. Right. It can't be over one hundred proof. Can't be under hundred proof. Anything. And this started back in eighteen ninety seven. You'll actually see there's an old Forester bottled and bond eighteen ninety seven mm-hmm. in their in their whiskey row series, yep. and that's bottled and bond. Um, but it's at 1897. E.H. Taylor was a big, big, big proponent of the bottom bond. Colonel. Act. Colonel E.H. Taylor. Yes, he is now a colonel. I don't think he was a colonel at the time. I think he was only a sergeant. <laughs> um, so at the time, he pushed through the bottle and bond act. It was part of that uh, consumer protection type stuff, making sure that you knew what you were buying. Mm-hmm. Like government protected warehouses. Yeah, so four years old, 100 proof. It was uh, bottled. Not in a barrel. It was bottled. Um, and it was the product of one distilling season at one distillery. So there was no mixing, no blending, no uh, adding in any uh, you know tobacco spits yeah, or turpentine or any additives or anything like that. Um, and it had to be clearly labeled and it had to be aged in a bonded warehouse. So the bonded warehouse part means that it was guarded by someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, people weren't coming in at night, taking stuff, you Beating know, and, yeah. whatever. Yeah. So, um, and it had to come from these distilled spirits plants, which is what DSP stands for. So when okay. you see DSP one, DSP two, DSP one hundred, five hundred, whatever, that's what that stands for, distilled spirits plant. Um, and the number is like which one in the city, like which, like DSP one would be the first one ever in that state. So, you know, Kentucky DSP one would be the first one ever in that in all of Kentucky. So that's a big, you know, badge of honor for a lot of these places. So let's go ahead and nose this. This is the Evan Williams bottled and bond. That's a good nose. No, I remember liking it when we had it. Yeah. So what do you get on the nose? I get a little caramel actually. It's that's it's, Reminiscent of like the Elijah Craig that we did earlier. I get some vanilla. I get some vanilla, but I get caramel more than the brown sugar yeah. this time. Yeah, it's, it's it's all sweet. It is caramel. Sweet. Yeah, I don't get said. any. I don't like smell any age. I don't either. But I do maybe get a, a touch of corn. Well, that would be normal. 
Right, because the age. Based off, that would be similar to what I'm saying. Not much age. Corn. Once I kind of like. I almost almost feel like there's maybe some citrus or something in there. It might just be a little bit of a sting in the nose. Um, Oh, on the palate, I get a little bit. Mm. The first thing that popped out at me, and then it changes a little bit, but the first thing that popped out at me was on the back of the tongue was the, like a black pepper. Yeah, there is something peppery. I get that on the back of the tongue, but then after that, it was almost like the front of the tongue, it was like a delayed reaction, a little satellite delay, if you will. <laughs> and I get a little bit of vanilla, and maybe maybe some more citrusy. It's almost like a tangy tut, uh, a tangy feeling on the tongue that makes me think citrus. That's why... You know, like lemon or something or orange or something. I know like, what you mean by tangy. I wouldn't have said um, citrus, but the word tangy. Yeah. That kind of resonates Citrus with might me. not be right, but that's that's kind of what it made me think of was that tanginess made me think of citrus. The finish is pretty good, though. I will say that. it's not. It doesn't die off like that Evan Williams 1783. Yeah, the finish is pretty good. For again, for a twenty dollar bottle or whatever this is, <laughs> a budget, a, a budget, bottle to bomb. Yeah, this is a you're good getting a hundred proof, and you're getting it for a cheap price. I, I need to visit this more often. This is actually, you know, I find myself not ever really visiting my cheap stuff. Well, you need to like spend a week and say I'm only going to drink like bottom shelf things, or I'm only going to drink like right. lower. And I hate that's to say, not call a bad this, I, that's not a bad idea. I hate to call this. I mean, like literally your shelves, you know right? What? Not that it's a bottom those, shelf. Those fucking quitters out there, they do sober October. <laughs> a bunch of fucking quitters. I think we should do bottom shelf something. Yeah. What is, is there a is there a there's no starts with, with the B? No. Well, you could really overpronounce the B in February. Yeah. Bottom shelf February. I don't so know. Maybe we'll do that on February. We'll do like a, yeah. a four week, you know, stretch of bottom shelfers. Yeah. Of things that are, you know, less than $30 or less than $25. Yeah. But like just even bottom shelfers, like yeah. Benchmark, mm-hmm. uh, the Seven Williams, the, I mean, honestly, there's a lot of stuff to choose from. I oh, mean, the, the regular absolutely. Evan Williams as well. You know, the black label Evan Williams. I don't even own one of those. Not bad. I I can handle that. I can get down with some of that action. So, um, all right. I think the next one we were talking about doing. What do we have in the other one? Heaven or he, Heaven uh, Hill Bottom and Bond, which this is the Heaven Hill Bottom and Bond. Okay, this is like harder to find. I believe it's it like is. a Kentucky exclusive. Is that correct? It's not a Kentucky exclusive, but it's not in Ohio. I will say that. Um, this one originally, it's seven years now. It used to be six years. They made a change mm. a while back. And I think some people still have some six-year Heaven Hill bottom and, bottled and bonds. And a lot of people say that the six-year Heaven Hill bottled and bond is better than the seven-year. Okay. But I don't know that that's true. Yours is a seven-year. It is. I don't, I've never had a six-year, ever. So this is seven years old. It's 100 proof. It's bottled and bond. Um... This pays tribute to the earliest days of the distillery's history when in 1939 it released Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond. The namesake brand quickly became the number one selling bourbon bourbon whiskey in the state of Kentucky. Still today, the craftsmanship poured into this bottle by the same founding family meets the exacting standards first set forth in the Bottled and Bond Act of 1897. So we talked about Bottled and Bond. I mentioned, you know, same uh, distillery, same uh, distilling season, mm-hmm. at least four years, 100 proof. Um, 
And then it's got the DSP listed in there, and it's got to be protected in yeah. a uh, bond. Thirty-one. That's pretty. Thirty-one's pretty early. Pretty early. Pretty, yeah, pretty, right. pretty early. All right, let's dive into this. I think yours is a little, yours is a little deeper than mine. That's what she said. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Ooh, this might be one of my favorite. Oh, this smells notes so good. So far on the nose. Holy shit! This is like uh, I get honey, toffee, honey, honey, and vanilla. Ooh, caramel! Fuck yeah! This is this is probably this the is best, best nose so far. We've Absolutely, had. easily. Very like robust, like it's yeah. There's a lot happening mm-hmm. in the nose. A lot of the other ones on the nose were just very basic and fell flat. This one really, really jumps out. Nice. This just smells thick. It does. It smells good. I've got a backup bottle of that that I found in Chicago. <laughs> oh, nice. And so I I might have to kill that because that's actually uh, bordering on anchor territory now. It is. I agree. This is good, too. Well, yeah. it smells good anyway. Fuck. I'm going to have to drink it. If I continue on tonight, that might be what I have to drink. Oh, some nuttiness. Caramel. Yeah. Ooh, the rye at the end. A little bit of rye on the finish. I wish it had a little more viscosity. A little bit of oak. Well, yeah. I, I just I wish it did. It's not bad. I get some oak tobacco. Tobacco's coming through for me. I didn't have much of a second drink, but I got a little bit of honey. So that uh that nose came through with a little bit on the uh the tongue to the honey. Um hmm. Yep. This is probably the smallest pour we did all night, and I'm a little disappointed <laughs> that it was the smallest pour. This was pretty good. Sweet honey. Like, or not sweet honey, obviously honey sweet. Sweet tobacco again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Something else we had was sweet tobacco, and I'm drawing a blank right now. Oh, the Five Brothers. Yeah, they had the tobacco too. Let's go to Henry McKenna next. I'm cool with that. I think I want to I see how this compares to some Henry McKenna. Yeah, so we're going to go from seven years to ten years. Yeah. All right, let's see. I think I've got a... I've been rinsing as I go, I think. Yeah, but I think, I think I've got one, one that hasn't been touched yet. I want that one. I think I have a virgin glass over here somewhere. Yeah, that's what yeah. I think, too. I need to pour some water in all of these just to be yeah. safe. I don't even know. So I just got back from Gatlinburg. Yeah. And there are lots of craft distilleries down there. Like beer? Well... Um, spirits. Like what? Like what, whiskeys. Any names of um, any of them that you remember? One of them was called King. Um, and I go and like, no, I'm just being inquisitive, right? Just like looking around, all the bottles were MG, like they're all, it's all MGP stuff. Um, okay. Some of it was okay. Pretty high on the price for some of the stuff. Like craft distilleries. I think you just have to get it in your head that that's what you're going to do. You're yeah. going to pay a little extra. And then they're 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 not producing like other places. Yeah. At an at a at a rate where they've gotten all their equipment and everything set up from the pro you know mm-hmm. pre prohibition time. They're creating. They're probably taking their loans out in the last ten years, so they're still paying shit back. Right. I, I think that's pretty common for craft distilleries. I think you're going to see that. They made their own like 
um, what I, like vodkas and gins and everything that comes right off the still. Yeah, I think a lot of places do that to start with. I agree. So they made their own for those. Are they aging stuff to become their own bourbons? As of now, no. Whiskeys? Everything was MGP. Okay. Everything was, you know. Right, but did they? Did you talk to them or find out or anything like that? Like a bourbon hunter might inquire about? Well, so they I could did. Talk about they, it on the podcast? They didn't know a lot, to be oh. honest. Um, <laughs> all she would basically show, I was impressed. The lady knew the mash bill. Yeah. They had a rye that was the typical MGP 95.5. It was some kind of toasted rye. Now, I think. They were doing that, and they had a couple so things. So they got the rye, then they would toast it there. Right, and they had like a honey barrel where they... Um, I, I'm I'm really becoming a fan yeah, of honey I liked, barrel stuff. I liked the honey barrel. I didn't like it for the price point. Yeah. They did free samples, which was cool. I thought that was really cool. They did free samples. Um, and I mean, they're, they're tiny, but they had a 15-year um, whiskey. Free samples? Tiny or not? Yeah, it was Who cool. Who gives a shit? Right, because yeah. then again, you get to try before you purchase. So it wasn't... Try before you buy. Yeah. Nothing was like, oh my God, jump out. But it also wasn't like drinking rot gut whiskey either. Yeah. So that was a little fun. And then I went to another place and it was God awful. Um, I won't even say the name one here. But it was like a, the lady was like, this is our three year bourbon whiskey. And I was like, oh, oh. It well, was, I will say. It was rough. I will say that's how we felt when we went to Jephthah Creed. Really? Their vodka was outstanding. Their bourbon was shit. They used blood, uh, blood, blood corn, corn or something mm. like that, and it was just it just didn't lend to bourbon. Yeah, it it was, sounds cool, right? I'm, and and here's the thing, I'm sure there are people that don't like bourbon that taste that bourbon yeah. and probably are like, oh, this is great. It just was not my thing. I did not like it, but their vodka, whoo, outstanding. They had a blueberry vodka. They had all, they oh they had mm. some good vodka. That's a place I would stop by. Just to buy some of their flavored vodkas. Well, this place was doing a lot of. Um, this is our cinnamon whiskey, and this is our like pickle whiskey. I mean, and, that's like, a thing. People right now, you've got Fireball, you've got yeah, you know, peanut butter whiskey. You've got all those that's things a good right point, now. Peanut I mean, butter whiskey. People are doing that to make some. And and here's the thing that those things can do. Have you been on any of the peanut butter whiskey websites to see the the drinks, the mixed drinks that they have? That's a good point. You can do some cool Holy mixed drinks cow. with them. There's there are websites dedicated to like Screwball, for example, of uh, what mixed drinks you can make to to drink that kind of stuff. It's it's pretty impressive. Screwball you can drink almost by itself if you like peanut butter. I've never had Screwball. I've got some if you want to try it out. It's I mean it's okay. Yeah, I might get it another night. If you like peanut butter, it's actually pretty. Re- it's it's a it's a pretty neat little flavor. I like peanut butter. I do. I just don't know how I feel about peanut yeah. butter whiskey but I'll, I'll give it a try sometime I and will. what i want to do one time is do a like a bourbon cream mix with uh oh, that peanut butter whiskey or something yeah. just to see what happens yeah um but there's there's a ton of them there's a there's a ton of recipes out there for what you can do with peanut butter whiskey it's crazy oh, i'm sure yeah so this is henry mckenna right always good in my opinion well i mean here's the thing about henry mckenna the knock on henry mckenna is is it's not consistent it is a single barrel. It's ten years old, uh, and it is also bottled in bond. So, I agree, but I haven't had one that I hated. No, I've never had one that I hated, but I've had some that I've been disappointed in based off of the last one I had. Yeah, this bottle here that I have open right now is pretty good. And there was a guy at work that was like, he wasn't giving it away, but he was like, "Does anybody want to buy this? I don't like it. I just had one pour out of it. I don't want it. I don't want it." And I was like, "Yeah, I'll take it." <laughs> 
and it wasn't. Yeah. He, did you like it? I yeah, I uh, liked yeah. it. So Henry McKenna, um, it's the the Irish immigrant who adapted his family's whiskey recipe to work with the the grains found in Kentucky. Henry McKenna is one of the longest aged bottled and bond whiskeys available today, resting in the barrel through forty Kentucky seasons. Dang. So that's four seasons right. a year. Ten, ten years. Yeah. yeah. Um, when you think of it, though, in that, like, right. 40 that's, seasons. Right. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Um, now, there is a regular Henry McKenna bourbon you can buy. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't know if it's still available, but I'd seen it in the past. Um, that's not bottled and bond. It's just regular. It's, it's like a bottom shelfer, basically. Okay. I don't know. And it's not listed on their website anymore, so they may not have it anymore. I, that part I don't know. That's not that's not a real person, Banks. That's a skeleton. He's like, do you want to pet me? (laughs) (laughs) Can you rub that skeleton on my head? You sniffing on the bourbons, buddy? Banks, you have to drive. You can't drink right now. I'm just like you said. He's now back there where he could potentially step on the power cable. Right. All right. If we go dark, it's because of Banks. What do you get on the nose? The nose isn't. I don't know. That bottled and bond Heaven Hill had the best nose we've had. It did so far. I agree. I don't get a lot on this nose. Do no, you? I get I get the the alcohols coming through. I'm not getting an ethanol like. I'm getting a little vanilla, maybe. I could see that. Maybe. I get honey on the tongue, and I get nut. Oh, yeah, lots of peanut on this. And I get mm, a little bit of spiciness on the finish. It coats my tongue well. The viscosity yeah, is there. The, the 10 years, I think, really, mm-hmm. really shows on the viscosity, for sure. A little oak in there. Not as much oak as some of the other stuff, for this being no. so far the oldest one we've had. But what do you? the finish, to me, almost seems sweet, which doesn't normally happen to me with finishes. It's a sweet oak again. But, but like the but finishes mm-hmm. usually are spicy to me. Yeah. This is almost like a sweet, spicy finish. Interesting. Hmm. I don't know why I like Henry McKenna so much. But no, I, I, I mean, I do too. I don't, I don't, to be fair, there's not a lot of bourbons I dislike. Like, agree. I mean, there are some, some malt whiskeys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That was a rough day. That was a rough day. And having to keep a straight face while we were talking about it. Dude, one of those days you got to blind that for Tyler. Just No, he had it and he said it tasted like diaper dirt. Remember? But just you need to we need to say like, oh hey, we're all having I poured our, you know, our primer, we're all having And just give him just yes, give it to him yes. and that's it. And be like, This is really good. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> And then say, like, I mean, this is... We and, should do that. And you got to do some... I mean, he's not going to listen to this episode. Well, we thought that when we did the Tyler episode, and then he freaking destroyed his knee and listened to yeah. it all the way home. But you can't just... make it super obvious and be like, this is Elmer T. Lee. What do you mean? You know, you <sighs> right, have to right, say, right. like, this is... Um, Something like, uh, you know he probably hasn't had, but maybe once right, or twice. Right, Interesting. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> It's but, not a bad but idea. When you got to make sure that you know what I mean, like the, the colors are close, right? No, the, because yeah, I don't remember right, how right, dark right. that one was. I, 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 don't I know. thought it was decently dark. I agree. To be honest, something with some age on it. Yeah. Um. So I will say that I do like this Henry McKenna. It's good. Agree. Are we still in line? I think, I think we we're are, still yeah. in line. Thanks. Okay. Just he, he tried. tried to take he us tried. offline. 
He's like, I've had enough of your shit. No, to be fair, it was my fault. I threw a bottle over there, and as soon as you throw a bottle on the floor, he goes and gets it. it No, he knows his job is to get the cap off the bottle. (laughs) As soon as he gets the cap off the bottle, he stops. He's done. He leaves it alone. He doesn't do anything with the bottle after the cap's off. It is the most interesting thing. Like he, uh, he loves when you throw a bottle on the ground, like a little water bottle. He loves it. He goes right to it, takes it, sits down with it, gets the cap off in like ten seconds, and, and then he's done. done with it. They come out. Yeah, it's it's so interesting. So I say, we've done everything. We've done on a this lot. Table, we've done a lot, except for the Evan Williams twelve and the Heaven Hill six. We've done everything else. So why stop now? <laughs> I mean, honestly. Do you want to finish on the Heaven Hill 6? I say we finish on the Evan Williams 12. Okay. I'm cool with that. I mean, the Evan Williams 12 is the 12-year, so let's go back to the 6-year. Okay. And uh, let's pour the green label. This is the green label Kentucky only. Um, I don't we even... partially killed one of these or did kill We did one. a third of it. We did a third of it while we were in Bardstown? our very first Bardstown bourbon bottle kill. Mm-hmm. Because I think at first, did we start with this or where did we start? No, we started with very fine rare. Okay. Then we wait. What was it? Do you want to take that? No, water? we started with the water out we, of there. We started so with the stag. That's what it was. We started with the stag, and then we did we stag kill the junior. stag? We killed the stag junior. That's right. Then we went to this, and then we decided to open up the very fine rare that we had just gotten that day. Because I was like, don't do it. <laughs> So that was the that was where the you were, you were like let's just try it. You said let's do a pour no, and let's try it. I, that's where we decided. That's where the the actual tradition came. Now that we're going to start killing a bottle that we got that day, a big a high end bottle yeah. that we got that day, and it's more of just a fuck you to people who collect and flip. Yeah, we're buying a, an expensive bottle that day, killing it. I gave you more than me. Sorry. That's all right. I live here. I have to drive. We, uh, like last year, we did the Masters Keep 1. I'm jealous that I wasn't there for that kill. That kill was so fun. Oh, I bet. If you had been there, Tyler wouldn't have gotten drunk, as drunk as he <laughs> did, and that would not have been as fun. We would have had to have probably killed two bottles if you'd come. I mean, this year, it's going to have to be a two. If oh, there's yeah, for that sure. Many Tyler's people, trying to say, oh, we're only killing one bottle. I'm like, oh, there's seven, seven of us. Seven people, it'll have to be a two bottle yeah, kill. Yeah, we've got to do at least two. It's probably going to be more like a three. Yeah, and I don't even know what it's going to be. We're going to order know. in pizza. I'm cool with that. And then we're going to kill two bottles, maybe a third. That that That's the mistake we made last year is we'll go to a nice dinner on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Friday night we're killing a bottle and we're getting drunk. Yeah. And we'll go to a nice dinner on Saturday. Yeah, because when you have that many people, it's going to be a lot of time when you go out to dinner. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a long thing to get everyone's order and everyone's drinks and it just – it's just always a long. Yeah, it's never quick. Uh, yeah, that's why I hate. So, so we're finishing the first day in Louisville. Okay. Well, that's where we're. That's where our Airbnb is. Yeah. So we'll be there for two nights, and I think the first night we kill a bottle, we order some pizza, just settle in because it'll agree. have been a very long day. Yes, agree. We're going to be up at five a.m. You know, and so I think by the end of the night we're going to be tired as fuck. Mm-hmm. So we do that. We kill the bottle on Friday night. Saturday, sure, we just go to a nice little dinner, and that's I, that's the way I see it. Yeah. Which one is this? This is the... The Green Label. The Green Label, six-year. This is the Kentucky exclusive? Yeah, and it's super cheap. I think we got it for like 18 bucks a bottle. Yeah, it's less than 20. But it's good for being a... And, and it's six years old. There's six not much on old. the nose, though, for me. Do I you get, get much? Yeah, I get a little bit. I get a little bit of vanilla. 
I might be in sensory overload. I mean, we're on our eighth bottle. God, don't remind me. No, we're on our ninth bottle. Jesus. There's ten bottles out here. Yeah. Yeah, there's ten. And we've had all of them but one, right? Uh, this well, this will be year. everything with the twelve year. Yeah. Shit, we've plowed through some shit tonight. Yeah, small pours to our listeners. We're not. No, we are doing small pours. We're not pickling our livers. Well, I mean, long term we are, but not short. Term. I mean, to be fair, these these ten pours are probably not even as equivalent as if we did three pours with barrel proof. For real, some of the barrel proofs we do, and we've are done ridiculous. bigger pours when we do yeah. that. Yeah, these are small pours. Don't get me wrong. It's like two sips, basically. Yeah. Man, this is... I don't get much on the nose. We probably should have done this earlier, just because it is a... It's a very, very, very cheap version. There's no finish whatsoever on this. Do you get a finish? No, it, it's very... This is... I mean, honestly, this is... flat. This is probably the worst thing we've had so far. Probably, yeah. I but, hate to say it, but but I could easily drink this. Yeah, and for the it's price not, point, and it's not bad. It's just not very flavorful. There's nothing bad about it. It's just not flavorful, and it's it doesn't have a finish, and it's flat. Is all I can yeah, think of. It's, it's almost flat. like if you went to a Coke that you had a, a couple hours ago and you left it out, yeah, and you come just, back to it, and it's just like, I yeah. agree, it's just a flat. I mean, it's not bad. For $18, $19, I mean, I could drink this. Yeah. And if I went to a place that had this, I'd probably, and this is all they had bourbon-wise, I'm I'm not going to be happy about it, but I'd drink it. This could be a good mixer, too. Um, This could be good in like an old-fashioned or... I don't know. It doesn't have much... I don't know. ...punch to make itself known in an old-fashioned, but I I could easily see it being something someone could drink who's never had much bourbon before and because it's very it's there's nothing offensive about it 90 proof charcoal filtered you know what i mean though it's not there's nothing offensive about it it's very easy yeah. on the tongue i agree yeah there's nothing offensive about it consistency good to the last drop what is this folgers it is the best part of waking up is evan william or no heaven hill heaven hill in, in your cup. cup all right I'm going to – so let, let's – what's funny is – is that a screw top that you had? This is a screw top, yes. Well, so is the one we're having, a 12-year. hilarious. We're about to – is this okay? Yeah, that's. I just rinsed it. Okay. So we're going from a 6-year to a 12-year that are both screw tops. So, well, I mean, isn't the uh, Weller 12 a screw top? Have you I haven't gotten yet? mine yet. Oh, no, yeah. I need okay. to message my and sister. And we need to bring that on the show. And oh, absolutely. It. We'll do a whole. I want to do the Weller episode. Row. Yeah, yeah. I That's the only thing on. we're missing, right? This well, minus 12. the CY. Well, we could have Ron bring the CYPD. PB. I thought about if we blinded them. Do you That'd think be fun. that'd be fun? I think it would be fun. Yeah, but you almost have to start with the SR, even though we're going to blind well, yeah, them. Of course you do. It's like blind them, but we know that we're starting with. Well, the, maybe, the SR. maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. All right. So we've got the Evan Williams 12-year. This, from what I understand, is a Kentucky exclusive as well. This might even be exclusive to the Evan Williams experience in Louisville. It might be. They have a 23-year. They have a 12-year. This is 101 proof. This is the red label. It's a screw top, which is interesting. And do you remember what I paid for this? Was it $100? $150? I think it was $150. It might have been more. 
I, it might have been up there. Um, it, it was, was more than I expected it to be. It was. But it, it's also a 12-year. So right. the, the, the leading thought on price per year is $10 a year. So that'd be 120 I mean, Yeah. So, I mean, but it's a screw top. <laughs> I know, which is great. Right? I mean, I mean. <laughs> I saw, so speaking of that, like you said, the Weller 12, I was looking, a friend, well, not a friend, a coworker um, sent me a photo. Anytime they go to D.C., because they have family in D.C., they're always like sending me all these pictures like bourbon on the shelves, blah, blah, blah. And I can send you the picture. But anyway, I always like to look at the markups on everything. Oh, yeah, I do too. That's my big thing is I like to look at that. 100%. And I'm like, I'm like, Elmer T. Lee for $400. Like, what the fuck? Right. That's just crazy. But the, the Weller 12-year was the highest priced. It was $100 more than the foolproof. The which one was? The 12-year Weller. Year Weller. 12 year, yeah, and that's not even, that's like the worst of all of them, supposedly. It was 400 Not that it's bad, yeah. just for, for the price point. If you can get it for MSRP, like Jason, for example, he says yeah. MSRP. It's a great deal. It's a great, it's yeah. a great bourbon for MSRP. But I mean, it was three ninety nine for the Weller 12, and the Weller foolproof was like two ninety nine. Yeah. So it was a $100 difference between the two, and I'm like, that is insane. It is insane. So this is... Evan Williams, 12-year, 101 proof. It's 12 years old. Mash bill on this one, 78% corn, 12% malted barley, 10% rye. So the secondary is barley on this one, not rye. So makes me think it's going to be a little bit easier drinker. And uh, with me, malted barley, when it's a little bit higher like that, you start to get a little bit of a chocolate note to it. Um, so let's uh, let's see what we get here. Let's nose I, this I always get chocolate from malted barley. Yeah, but it's not super high malted barley. It's just, you know, it's the secondary. Yeah. Well, this is pleasant on the nose. I get a little bit of vanilla, caramel, and maybe, maybe on the back of the nose, if that's a thing, a little bit of oak. What's the schnoz getting? I would call that a lingering thing, but um, there's oak. Oh. Vanilla Graham, oak? Graham cracker, maybe? Oh, man. I wish. I'm serious. I think I might be getting some graham cracker on this. There's something bread. Whether it's a graham cracker, bread, toast, it's hard for me to decipher. Yeah. yeah that might be where I was. Um, I'm getting them caramel for sure. Depending on which nostril I use, I, the caramel really punches on one and not on the other. King's Hawaiian roll. <laughs> That's oddly specific. No, I mean, I could see that. <laughs> I, I'm getting a lot of sweetness, you know, mm -hmm. which I get from. I do love some King's Hawaiian oh, rolls. God. That's every slider type thing That's I make. What I make. That's so what those, I use. Yeah. yeah, for sure. With my potato soup, I had a couple of those left over. So I like I cut it in half, did some bread and butter and like put it in there. You can't go Fucking wrong. Fucking great, man. Ooh. Mm. And you've had this open for a few, so it's had some time to oxidize. I remember the first time I had this, I was like a little disappointed, but this is actually not too bad. Hmm. I'm. This is fairly complex. This has the best viscosity or the best like lasting Mal favor. Mouthfeel. Yeah. It doesn't finish quick. Um, this surprised me. I did not expect much out of this because I remember having it and thinking, eh. But I'm getting a lot of stuff. Cinnamon? There's a caramel. You getting um, any cinnamon? Just a slight. It's not overpowering. I don't, but there's like a caramel chew. 
I get the caramel. That was in the nose. I get that. I but get like some on the vanilla. Palette. You know when those those square little caramel chews mm-hmm. that you would like eat. The ones now that you're older, you keep in your pocket. Yeah, absolutely. I get one of those like in the back of my tongue. There's like the little wrapper that was like, a bitch to open. I get like a weird vanilla cinnamon combo. I don't get the cinnamon, and I'm not unhappy about that. No, it's not the cinnamon you don't like. It's not like a big red. It's a okay. This is a this is a real. Hmm. No, I'm. It's really punching me. I'm getting some serious cinnamon on this. Um. You know what? I don't even know. I think the the way to the best way to describe this to me. I mean that I'm getting vanilla. I'm getting caramel. I'm getting cinnamon. I'm getting This has the longest finish of anything it does, we've had by yeah, far. But I think what's interesting to me is how well all of it all the flavors are melding together in a way that um it's all pleasant. Harmony. Very complex. Harmony. Ooh, harmony. <laughs> Melodies and harmonies. She gave me a lap dance this last weekend. She's really good at what she does. Harmony. Tipped her well? Harmony, yeah. Oh, I, I thought melody. I no, thought it was she, melody. No, no, no. Harmony. Okay. Melody's okay, but harmony's better. But yeah, no, I gave her just a tip. It was fine. Mm. This is good. I'm... I am pleasantly surprised. I don't know what... My palate must have been in a different place when I had this last time. And I think, you know what? When we did our old Forester barrel pick that we did uh, a few months ago. Oh, that was ago. fun. That was yeah, a good time. Yeah, it was. It was. But when we did that, I think, because I got this that day, I yeah. think I came back that night and had opened this up. Mm-hmm. I think. And I wonder if I was on like a, I don't know how I'm not on a sensory overload right now. We've, this is our 10th drink. Yeah, so we've had so many different flavors, so many different. They're everything. all at least in the same distillery. Distillery. Yeah. <clears throat> this is so obviously. I think this is like easily our favorite between the two of us. Would you agree? Yeah, I think the Larceny was up there. I was going to ask you what's the your... Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond and this one are probably my three favorites. The McKenna was very close behind. I, but yeah, I was going to ask you your next favorite behind that. So, um. For me, that Larceny's jumping out. It we did the the Five Brothers actually did a lot better tonight than I've had in the past. Makes me want to revisit it again. The Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond jumped out to that me. That was as well. that mm-hmm. was really really good. Um, those are probably my top four tonight. Agree. And some of them were more surprising. I think when my expectations were down, like the Five Brothers, my expectations on that one was really low. I and surprised it, you, and it That's surprised good. me. Yeah. So like maybe it's not as good as I think it is, but it's just. Because I expected nothing. I like when that happens versus the other way around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're for sure. Down. Oh, of course. Yeah. It's almost like when you're thinking you're about to have Sprite and you drink water. Oh, uh, that's the worst. Yeah, it's the worst. It's the worst. And you think you're about to get some, you know, carbonation yeah. and some and and then water. And, you're like, and it's what? like, what the what? fuck? Is this some flat? Oh, yeah. oh, no, this is water. Yeah, that's the worst. You're 100% right. You get ginger ale when you fly. Every time I fly when I'm on a plane, um, I always get ginger ale. I do. And you know who makes fun of me for that? Trina? Fucking Tyler. Why? He makes fun of ginger ale drinkers. Oh, no, man. You always get the and ginger ale. And you know what's ale. funny about that? Settles your belly he, and like... No, he loves... He loves the show um, Everybody Loves Raymond. Yeah. If you ever watch Everybody Loves Raymond, if he's ever drinking anything, 
It's a ginger ale. It's ginger ale. That's funny. So he's always got the little squat bottles of ginger ale, yeah. and he's always drinking it in his show in the show. Oh, if he's drinking funny. anything in the show, it's ginger fucking ginger ale. ale. He does. That's like he says. That's like watching his life. It is, and that's the funny thing about it. Um, <laughs> speaking of the guy who's never on our episodes, he just landed in Chicago. He said, my airplane was like a damn kite landing in Chicago. Oh, God. <laughs> I hate that feeling. I get so well, nauseous. They call it the Windy City for a reason. Which is why I drink <laughs> on ginger ale on a plane. Yeah. I love ginger ale. Yeah. I, that's how I started drinking bourbon was with ginger ale. It's a great combo. Ginger ale and bourbon yeah, is a great combination. Agree. If you're not, you know, wanting a full ass uh, uh, bourbon, yeah, half ass bourbon, ginger ale. Yeah, if you want to half ass your bourbon, <laughs> ginger ale is the way to half ass it. Yeah, the seven wave twelve is good. It is. I agree. Pleasantly Damn. surprised. Which I know we've had it before, but it um, have we? Yeah, we had it one other time. You've had it here. We, we had must it. have done it as a primer before. I we... know we had it on the show once. I don't think so. I feel like we did. I think you're wrong. I don't know, but I think I'm almost positive I had it. We may have done something. You've that was- you may have had it because what's missing out of it is more than just me having a drink <clears throat> yeah. of it. I don't think we've had it on the show though. It's better than I remember. I'll say that. I I 100% agree. That's what I mean. Like I, my memory of it was not as pleasant as it is right now. This is this is good, and the. It's a little more complex than I remember. There's a lot going on. I had vanilla. Mm-hmm. I had cinnamon. I had, um, there's a little bit of oak. It has spice. a good finish, some spice to it. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't remember yeah. it being this good. It's it's the clear winner in this. I think so, too. I think so, too. Um, damn, we've been through 10 bourbons tonight. I know. I know. I got to chug some water. So I'd say Evan Williams 12 is my number one. Same. Um, number two is going to be – it would be tough for me. I would say it's between the Heaven Hill and the Larceny, the Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond. Agree. I'd have take, I would have had to like look at some notes. I should have taken notes. Yeah, I should have as well, but I wasn't thinking about it like that tonight. Right. The six-year Heaven Hill Green Label was probably my least favorite tonight. Yeah, it was really flat. But it was it, – it, for the price point and the value – I'm going to say that it's not bad. You know, I could drink it. It there was nothing bad about it when I when it it's not like cuz I've had bourbons where I've drank it and when I drink it it's like, "Ugh, what am I drinking?" Right. It wasn't like that. It was pleasant, it was smooth, it was easy. It just wasn't complex, it wasn't memorable. Mm-hmm. Um I think that's probably my favorite or my best way to describe it is it wasn't memorable. Yeah, that's a good good descriptor. I agree. Damn. Ten bourbons. The 1783 was kind of a little let down, too. It was a little bit of a lighter, yeah, flatter, you know. Yeah, but it was sweet. There was some sweetness there. Yeah. And that's fine with me. I, so, like, here's, for me, I don't know how you feel. If it doesn't have, a, like, a long, nice, strong finish, it needs to be sweet on the palate. Yeah. That's where Heaven Hill didn't have anything. It didn't have a long finish, the six-year, the green label. It didn't have a long finish. It didn't have a sweet palate. It didn't. It was just, like you said, it was flat. Mm-hmm. It was just straight across the board, nothing, and then it just died. I don't know. But I, I will say my surprises for the night, this Evan Williams 12-year, because I had it before. Yeah. The Evan Williams bottled and bond, 
The Five Brothers was a big surprise for me tonight because it was much better than I remembered. The Heaven Hill Botted and Bond really surprised me. The nose that had the best nose. I remember it being good. So that doesn't surprise me so much. Mm -hmm. But I haven't had it in a long time. Yeah. So that that did jump out to me as well. I agree. But surprise, well, I I've always remembered Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond being good. Mm-hmm. But you're right, it did it did jump out to me tonight. Uh, but surprise wise, Evan Williams Bottled and Bond and Five Brothers were my biggest surprises. Evan Williams Twelve Year, I was surprised by that because I've only had it once before and I I was unimpressed. But tonight I was actually pretty happy. Yeah, with it. I'm very happy with this. Yeah. Damn. Tim Bourbons in an hour and 20 minutes. Dear Lord. I mean, what do we name this episode? Oh, shit. Um, I don't think shit's a good way to. No. I don't think we're going to get many people. The Heaven Hill Tasting Extravaganza. Extra- I can't talk. Extravaganza. I can't talk. Extravaganza. Extravaganza. You're forgetting the G. You're forgetting, correct. forgetting I the G. I am. No, I don't know. The Heaven, Heaven Hill. Hill. Yeah, I mean something like that. Yeah, something. Or yeah. twelve bourbons in uh, an hour and twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, that too. Or ten bourbons. Sorry, ten, ten bourbons. bourbons in an hour and twenty minutes. Jesus, <laughs> cheese and rice. Cheese and rice. This is almost uh, as impressive as the uh, Bardstown Bourbon Bottle Kill. Yeah, I mean, ten fucking bourbons. Don't remind me. I got to work tomorrow. Ten bourbons. I'll, I'll text you tomorrow morning first thing. Ten bourbons. Right, right. <laughs> I'll be like, what? <laughs> hey, uh, so thanks for joining in for us this this week. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. We enjoyed we it. We enjoyed it. I enjoyed this a lot. I, I did too. I mean, there was a lot of information, but it was a lot of like tasting, mm-hmm. trying a whole bunch of things together. I mean, you're going to see the picture of this on the on the grams and the books. Mm-hmm. Um, I am Dude Pool on Instagram. We've got uh, Brett Paul Bryan on yep. Instagram. We've got People Schnoz, which he does nothing for. He needs soon, to fucking soon. do. You know, maybe you on the trip. Soon, maybe on the trip, I like revive the People Schnoz and be like, he's back, and I start what you posting need to do pictures. Is just one day, nonstop. take like twenty pictures of your nose in different bottles in in Glencairns, and then. Just post, yeah. But not post them all at the same time. Right. Spread it out over the next like month or so. I Try think to revive on it. the trip, I'm really going to revive the people schnoz. And like everywhere we go, like post things. Yeah. And you, take lots of pictures. Your schnoz is too fucking I know. beautiful it, not to fucking, you know, revive yeah. it. Yeah. It's got to be agree. a thing. It'll, the people schnoz is a it's great It's going to make fucking, a comeback. It is. And it's a great fucking handle. 2023 is the year of the schnoz. The year of the schnoz. Yes. <laughs> we'll make shirts. The year, year of, the, of schnoz. the schnoz. Oh, shirts. Shirts coming. All right, guys. Uh, so uh, we've got that. We've got, if you're interested in the guy that never shows up, it's Ty Schaefer 04. Uh, we are the Bourbon Hunters on Instagram. If you haven't found us before, then find us now. Follow us. Bourbonhunters.com. Not the, just bourbonhunters.com. We have a store. We have tons of shirts. All the shirts we talk about. I know I'm a guy, wearing a great hoodie right now yes. that I love. And I know a guy that makes shirts and hoodies. Yeah. If you're interested, and here's the thing: if you go on our website and you see something, or maybe you thought of a great idea for a bourbon shirt, and you can't find it anywhere, let me know. I can make one-offs. Yeah, I have a printing machine. 
this is comfortable and stylish. It's cool it's the shit. best of both wor- worlds. I I mean I really like yeah, this. Yeah, no, that's a good one. I'm gonna have to buy that yeah. exact. I should exact like same. model this, and you can like. No, it's fucking good. It is. I good like that one. That, I the agree. oatmeal color is actually. Yeah. The black and oatmeal go together yeah, so well. It does, and it's it comfortable does. too. Yeah. It matches my watch. Look at that. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> Everyone who's on the podcast, look at that. Yeah. Look at that. Um, look check at us it. out. Give us some reviews, five star only. We do not accept anything below a five star review. <laughs> five and a half, but well, you can do five and a half if you can figure it out. Banks is also sitting here with us tonight, and he's uh, come very close to he's he's flirted with turning off the power tonight. He deserves he a five star review too. I think we should start an Instagram just for Banks. We should the old man. He is such a thanks for joining me, guys. Catch you next week. Thank you for joining in for yet another episode of The Bourbon Hunters. If you like what you hear, please leave us a good rating on Apple, Podbean, Google, or wherever you are listening. It definitely helps us to get great guests on our show. And follow us on Instagram and the Facebooks to keep up to date with what is in our glass. As always, sit back, grab a pour, kick up your feet, and enjoy some bourbon.